I lived in and around the area of Marceline. I was born in Sheridan County in 1926, uh, mile and a half southwest of town, and lived in the rural community until I was married in 1949. Moved to Marceline. Mm -hmm. And um, do you remember anything about the school houses and things? Uh, well, uh, my brothers and sister, we all attended rural school, Smith Center School. And it was eight, eight grades in one room school, and it was right across the road from where my farm home was. So we walked home at noon and had dinner and went back at one o'clock. We had hot lunch in the school before a hot lunch was thought of in town because when the weather was bad my mother would make a big kettle of soup and bring it across the road and everybody at school had hot lunch. Sounds been nice. And we had the typical rural school probably I think I was in two or three grades by myself. Um, if, if there were ten maybe 10 or 12 in the entire school would have been. Oh, Were there any other schools around at that time? Uh-huh. In all the rural communities, there were the one-room schoolhouses. West of our school was Holloway School, and uh, out at the end of Lake Street was Elm Grove School, and the country school was the focal point of the community. That's where you had all the activities and the programs. And, and the rural teachers many times stayed in the home of somebody in the district, in the school district. We had a teacher stayed at our house. The same teacher stayed there two years, I think. She just boarded with us get a lot of one-on-one -on -one help then. Yeah. We, had, we, we did real well when we came into town to high school. I came into, I graduated in 1944 and was salutatorian. Oh. So I guess we got a good start in the country school. So then after you graduated from eighth grade, you'd go on to the high in, school here? Uh -huh. Came into Mars Lane, uh, rode a bus part of the time but we were on a dirt road at that time so when the weather was bad there wasn't any bus available and we'd walk a mile through the across the field to highway five and get on the bus and come into town to school um what types of churches were there well um at that time there was only one baptist church in town where we have three i think now there was a Negro church over on Gracious Street, I remember. Uh, really, since I have been married, I've been a member of the First Christian Church, which is where my husband's family has been members for years and years. So, um, actually, I, I don't know other than the Methodist and the First Baptist, the churches that have been here. Our church, the Christian church, I believe was dedicated in 1915.
I think that's what the cornerstone says. Um, how many um, blacks were there around at that time? There were lots of them. Really? Mm -hmm. I can remember when we would come into town to get to my family farm, you went out right out Kansas Avenue past Pioneer to the road where the four corners are and one road goes north to the golf course. Well, our farm home was south. We turned south and it was a mile and a half. So when we would come to town, we came in on that county line road and up Kansas Avenue and all the corner where across from the ball field where you turn off Kansas to go to the ball field, all of that area was blacks. That corner right there was where the houses were. And uh, on the corner, well, it's the corner house where Brian Crispin lives now. I, I well remember a black, elderly black couple that lived on that corner because we were just kids. And when we would come into town and they had a fence, a little fence, and they always had chickens in that in their yard. And then all of that area in that part of town was mostly occupied by blacks. The building that John Leopold owns across from the ball field, that was the Negro School. And uh, I think they just had elementary classes there. And they had a bus then that picked up the high school students and I believe took them to Dalton to high school. And then the blacks had a church. It was over on Gracia Street, on East Gracia. So there, yes, there were any number of black families in town at that time. And they were very separated from the whites? Well, yeah, um, I would think so. Uh, of course, Bob, my husband, grew up in the south part of town, and uh, he played baseball, and, and I think, you know, the kids probably didn't think anything about it, but as far as the community and all, I, I expect you would say that the, the several of the young black girls worked in the homes, uh, like for the doctors and, and different ones would have them for babysitter, cleaning, house cleaning or something like that. Um, do you remember any of the stores or anything that were uptown? Well, let's see. Let me think. Where Scuderio is, that was McLaughlin's furniture and undertaking. And they, they had big windows in front and they always had furniture in the windows. And then I, I, there were any number of grocery stores in, at that time. Uh, just grocery stores all up and down Main Street. Where, where C&W Hardware is, I think that, I think there was a um, Duke's Hardware was in there. And the reason I remember that, they had a parrot. And when we were kids and came to town on Saturday night, 
we always went into Duke's and talked to the parent. That that was a big deal. <laughs> and uh, let me see, there was where Mark Black has his office was a drugstore. And all I guess as long as I can remember there's always been a drugstore where Hazen's is now. Where the Keenest building is, there was a uh, Simpsons dry goods and they had material and and ladies clothing. I bought my first formal there. It's white and had red roses on it. <laughs> so I do remember that. Of course, Zerker's uh, jewelry on the corner was always there. And uh, I, I can't think what was in where Susie's. At one time, that was the gas office. But Murray's store has been Murray's store ever since I can remember. And I guess the city hall. I, I can't, uh, there were two theaters, the theater where the uptown is, and then there was one up in the block, I think along maybe where the Knights of Columbus building is, in that block somewhere, and the name of it was The Chief. That was the, and I think it burned, I don't remember when, but it burned. And there were filling stations and garages where the skating rink was couch motor and across the street where the Gordon's engraving was Marceline Oil Company. And then where the Chevrolet garage is, that's been a garage since I can remember. There was a garage where Walsworths are on the corner of Santa Fe in Kansas. And on the other corner, there was a grocery store at the south end. That would be the Walsworth building. There was a grocery store in there. So there, and there were any number of grocery stores scattered around in the neighborhood. Just little, in the block, there would just be a little grocery store. Hmm. Do you remember any of the community activities like the 4th of July and things? Well, I, I guess everybody remembers 4th of July. I can remember as a little kid thinking, you know, we just had to, of course we were, we were my dad was a farmer. My mother didn't drive a car, so we came to town when dad could come to town. Everybody came to town on Saturday night. That was, that was just part of living was to come to town on Saturday night. And, and this, you know, many times you couldn't find a place to park. There would be that many cars on, on Main Street. And the stores would stay open late and, and uh, people did their grocery shopping and their shopping. And yes, we always came in for the 4th of July we, and fairs. I can remember a fair in town, up in the park, and they uh, had different categories in, in livestock and that sort of thing. 
and then when the JCs were organized, and of course that was much later after I was married, they had a fair and uh, promoted marshalling. So I, yeah, I do remember that. We thought the park pond was an enormous lake over there. <laughs> and the area where the golf course is, all that was just uh, farmland. My dad farmed that land. I, I've raked hay on all of that golf course area. And where the swimming pool is, we farmed that too. Gosh, this kind of makes me sound old, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've had people that have interviewed people that are like 83, 90 years old. Oh, I'm sure. And, and some of them are really just sharp. I'm sure they are. Well, yeah, you can remember things back that far easier than you can mm -hmm. where you left your book <laughs> this morning. <laughs> can you remember anything about Walt Disney and how he donated things or came back? Or? Well, as I recall, the swimming pool was the first big event with Walt Disney and at that time Bob was very active in the Chamber of Commerce so uh, we were included and were in on most of the activities and I had a two-year-old and a, I guess Mark was three and Kirk might have been one. So I can remember having two new dresses and hiring a babysitter two nights in a row and that was really, really living at that time. <laughs> um, and the Disney family was here for the dedication and of course they had a beauty contest out at the swimming pool. I think Kay Mallon's I've forgotten. Kay Mylands was involved in that as a little girl, I think. And then, uh, of course, later they had the Walt Disney stamp issued, and and we were we helped and were active in that too. So, um, and then from then on, it's just Walt Disney has just evolved, and we hope continues to do so. Is there anything about the community that you can remember that has just drastically changed over the years? Well, I guess I would, from just strictly a personal point of view, when I graduated from high school in, four, in 1944, that winter, I started work at Walsworth, and it was upstairs over this garage. I was a typist. We typed stencils and then ran them through a mimeograph machine to print. Uh, and I, I don't think it was yearbooks. I really, I, I can't remember. There were maybe, maybe ten typing at that time. And I didn't work there very long. And they needed a secretary at the high school in the superintendent's office. And in the spring of 45, I went to work in the superintendent's office, and I worked there until July of 1950. And I would have to say the schools would be the biggest change in my 
personal association. Uh, of course, it was just the original high school building. Walt Disney School wasn't there. We had the old Central School, and then Park School was right across the street where the grocery store is. And I was the only secretary for the high school in both elementary schools uh, to do the secretarial work for the superintendent and the principal and type the tests and work with the school board. Uh, the entire thing was handled out of just that one office. And the principal and the superintendent were in the same office. I think that would be I don't know who's in there now. It, it was before you got to the commerce room. I'm not sure where the superintendent's office is now. I, I know the, where the principal's office is was the typing room. And the office that I worked in was just before you got to that. But um, so I guess that would be the biggest change because of course the school has grown enormously and the faculty and the it's a big business now compared to what it was when I worked there. What about kids? How have the kids seem to have changed? Well you, sh you shouldn't ask a grandmother something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're still good kids. They, they just have so much more uh, freedom than we did, and even than our boys did when they were growing up. And they have access to so many more things that we knew nothing about. In the country, we I well remember I was in high school when we had our first radio and you plugged it into a battery to hear the radio and you didn't just use it all the time because then the battery ran down, you know. Um, I, I just, I'm overwhelmed sometimes by the, the way the young people now have you know, they all have their own cars and they have their own freedom and uh, I think it's great if they don't abuse it and I, I think there's lots, there's lots of good kids. We just, we just hear about the ones that make mistakes. I've heard there's a big uh, controversy about Marceline being a big town that there are a lot of drug dealers and stuff in town and things like that. Did there used to be people like that around town? No, I don't, not to my knowledge. I'm sure there were things going on. I think they sold illegal liquor and that sort of thing. I've heard my dad tell tales like that. And they had places in town where they gambled. And this is, I wasn't there. I just mm. have heard those tales. Uh, I'm sure there's always been something going on somewhere, but probably not to the extent that there is maybe today. Did 
Marshland used to be a big railroad town. Uh-huh. It was a division point. And, of course, the trains all stopped and the passengers, we had the passenger trains stopping. You could go to Kansas City in the morning and shop all day and come back that afternoon. Uh, and it was quite the thing. There would be movie stars going through town, and when the train stopped, sometimes they would get off at the depot, and everybody liked to go see the movie stars. And, and they, if they were young stars, sometimes if it were in the winter, they would be thrilled with the snow and try to pack it into a box and take it on the train. Then, too, when I was uh, young, during the Second War, the troop trains went through all the time. And my mother was active in a group of women that had a canteen at the depot. And when that passenger train would come in of an evening, they would stop and these, all the troops would get off and the women would have fried chicken and serve them a basket supper. I've also heard that there is like a lot of coal miners. Uh, I think town. so. There, yes, there was coal mine south of town, uh, an active coal mine just south of where Pioneer is. And then there were coal mines, I think, west of town. And, you know, I just know there were coal mines and that different people were coal miners, but I. I don't know too much about the coal mines. <laughs> was the country club where it is now whenever you were younger? Mm -hmm. uh, the clubhouse was there. I, as a kid coming into town, you know, I we thought the clubhouse looked pretty great over there. But, uh, and then it was the center of activities. As, as young married after we were married and all that was where the dances and the parties and everything was at the clubhouse. Has Marceline seemed to have expanded over the years? Any? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure it has. Uh, you know, we have the Wallsworths and we have Herf Jones and we have the Moore Company and all those things, are, of course, are what make the town what it is. And the the new how, like in Ridgecrest, all of those houses, they aren't new now compared to some homes. But uh, yes, I I think it's expanding. I uh, heard from my aunt that you used to like own where Pringers is now, uh -huh. the grocery store down there. We sure did. Have you seen any changes in anything about that? Well, uh, Bob's father had a grocery store in town forever. It was Downing's Market. And after Bob got out of service and we came back to town, he worked with his dad a while and then we bought his father out. And we had a grocery store up across from the park where the Magnolia Mall and the Magnolia Eatery is. We had all of that 
in a grocery store. And then in uh, 1964, the park school across the street was torn down and Bob and Bill Bentley were co-owners of the IGA, Bob and Bill's IGA, or Bill and Bob's, I should say, IGA. And uh, so, yes, they had the building built and, and uh, were in business there many years. And in the grocery stores, like every other business, it changes as uh, and we didn't, now we had in the little building over there on the other side of the grocery store, we had a laundromat one time. Um, and then later they put in the gas pumps. And it was a big thing when they stayed open on Sunday, because we used to be closed on Sunday. So that was a major change. Another major change was when they put liquor in the grocery store. That that was something that was unheard of. So I, I guess all those are changes. How have you seen that um, the, the people's outlook on Walt Disney has changed whenever he his family used to live here? Not many people were friends with him. Did you see over the years that more and more people would come to grow to like him as his fan group? Well, I, you know, I think as he became famous, then people that maybe had some association or something with him for that short period of three years or whatever it was, he lived in Marceline. I'm sure then they remembered going to school in association with him. I think for the most part, most people are quite enthused about the Disney projects and are hopeful that we can go ahead and make it a success, all these big plans that are being made. Have you seen, um, were there still like, parades and more celebrations than there are today over oh I think the parades yeah I think the parades used to be a little more elaborate maybe and more people were in, got involved I have a real thing these parades where they throw candy out in the streets I guess that's where my pet peeves I'm always sure some child's going to get run over when they throw the candy out and the kids all pick it up. Have you seen any differences about how many more people work in the factories around Marceline than actual farming? Well, there, that has, of course, been a big, big change. You know, when I was growing up, mother stayed home and kept house and raised families and it was kind of unheard of for women to work in town and as the wall, I guess the Wallsworth plant would be the first place that people started, that women started leaving the work 
at home and coming into Wallsworth to work and um, many of the rural families, both the husband and wife, of course, have spent years at Wallsworth. Uh, yeah, of course, there's so many more work out of the home than they used to. How did the war change Marceline? Well, of course there were lots of young men went to war and a good many that didn't come back. I, I, I really, I, I don't know how to answer that. Uh, the ones that did came come back had new ideas and some of them opened new business. But I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know just how to answer that. Do you like it better here in a rural community than you think you would like it somewhere that wasn't so friendly? Oh, <laughs> I think this is the best place anywhere. <laughs> uh, like I said, I was born in the area other than uh, when Bob was in service, we were in Virginia and Texas and then we were gone from here in the interval of maybe five years. We lived in Hamilton and in Trenton before we moved back here and other than that we've been here forever and have no intention of going anywhere else. Did all the people seem to know each other and be a lot closer than they seem to be now? Well, I think they did to some extent. Uh, I think we're all prone, you know, we all have television and we all get set for our special programs we want to watch and so on. And when I was growing up and young, I think there were more you know, of an evening you visited the neighbors and there was more activity that way, back and forth between the, especially in the country, in the rural area. You visited your neighbors and had neighborhood affairs and now, you know, we see the neighbor when they back out in their car. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think probably there was more interaction between community. Do you see any other difference besides interaction to what technology had affected people? Well, I'm not very technical. <laughs> but of course, all, all, everything adds to the progress, uh, like the computers and so on. I have a 12-year-old grandson who was here on the weekend and he was talking so far above my head with the, about the computer and what he could do and what he could learn that I, I was I was kind of amazed at all that. So I, I'm sure I'm sure it's all all fine, but uh, I think too that's something else that needs to be supervised a little bit. Did you see? Um much in the way of 
Man, I should just figure out what I was going to say. <laughs> Are there any other changes that you can think of in the town <laughs> throughout the years? Well, I think we've about covered everything. I, I'm sure that there's been many changes, and I think most of them have been been for the best. Um, I I have no fault to find with anything. Do you see that more women or people in rural communities are going off to higher education now, or is it just about the same? Well, I, I'm sure there are more that go away and go to school and go on and get the higher education. I. I think, you know, the rural community where when I was growing up we were farmers, period. Uh, but now, I, I think, you know, they have access and do things that a lot of the people in town maybe don't. No, I, I uh, my brother went to MU in 19, uh, I think in 1934. And uh, when he went down to MU to school, we thought Columbia was far, far away. And now we get in the car and go to Columbia and shop and come home and think nothing of it. But back then, that was a long way. Well, I thank you very much.